What's up, everyone? This is Caesar Walker, the Cool Calm Collected One, and you are listening to our latest episode. We had an amazing guest, Malik Thomas, to come on, and we had some real conversations about his brand, his business. We also talked about fatherhood and the dating market today. But I do want to warn you, this is unlike any of our other recordings This one has a little heat on it. You may notice that little explicit content because we went there, guys. And so fair warning, put the children away. We are going in. Without further ado, enjoy our episode. Being a father right now, I think right now has been the greatest opportunity to raise something or give someone more opportunity than I had. A father that I wish I would have had. But I also don't want to bleed my trauma onto my son. So it's also a lot of personal healing that I I absolutely have to do. You know, leading up to my wife being pregnant, I I tell my brothers this all the time. You know, I was really depressed. I was an alcoholic. And the minute my wife told me she was pregnant, I was like, I got to get this in the gear. I did not have a dad. As far as my relationship, it it wasn't there. He lived in a completely different state. A lot of things that I just didn't have that other kids had, uh, I want my son to be able to experience. A lot of the dysfunctions that I have because I came from a single mother household, I got to deal with those. Yep, this is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for the black male's perspective. Peace and blessings, everyone. We want to welcome you to our latest and greatest episode. Shout out to all of the listeners, both new and old. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. And everyone's here. Yes. Gat, how are you, sir? Well, um... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Black. Doing good. Having had a week off. You're welcome. Had a week off, huh? Yep. How did that go? I mean, why we were off? Or... Oh, we'll get to that. More on that okay. later. More on that later. Well, we're going to talk about that? No, not really. Okay. Thank you. And you're Black. You're welcome. How is Walker <laughs> Oh, we're not talking. We're not talking. Walker, how are you doing, bro? <laughs> Finally, some eye contact. <laughs> now that we started, I can look at you. <laughs> I hate that we started. I'm doing well. Doing well. All right. You look great, man. Thank you. Unlike this producer we have over here. Who knows what is that he? supposed to mean? I'm throwing shots at anybody who'll take them. No more camera three. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he is the producer, Dasher. He is the producer. That's true. That's true. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, listen, uh, guys, We again, thanks again for hanging out with us, checking us out. Uh, if you're listening to this, by the time it's released, we will have been on a break, I believe. Pretty extensive break. Uh, in case you've forgotten, those of you who've been watching us for quite some time, we have a jet setter on this uh on this podcast it's not me it's hints not me it's not black and we're doing this as a kind of like a special episode because there's a certain podcaster on this podcast who has lamented over the past few years that no one cares about fathers especially when it comes to father's day so i figured we figured that We shouldn't have to continue complaining about it. Let's be the solution. So we're going to do something special this week as Gatry shakes his head. And I don't know why Uh, we're going to give fathers their roses on this 
podcast. Okay. That's what we're going to do. And in fact, we actually brought in some reinforcements to help with this. Gat. Okay. Goodness gracious. I didn't know how many more like knives you're going to throw across the table. Good night. Anyway. called you a jet setter. I know. And what else did you call me? A guy that doesn't appreciate Father's Day? Uh, they, there's two episodes of that. I'm like, talking about society. I'm not talking about me. I don't, Any- <laughs> I don't know. It was a lot of projecting in that episode. <laughs> yeah. I'll go back and listen to it. Anyway. <laughs> but, um, man, we have another guest in the booth, man. We have been blessed to have... So many great people want to just share their opinions and viewpoints with us. And y'all know how I go with my introductions. Okay. So y'all get ready for this. This young man sitting to my right in the studio hails from Montgomery, Alabama. That's the three, three, four. He's an esteemed UAB graduate. He is currently pursuing his master's degree and he's got a PhD in his sights. This man is a dear friend and brother to me. He represents one of the 11. <laughs> I'll let you figure out the rest. <laughs> and uh, he's a proud, I'm a proud fraternity brother of his. I give to you my brother, Malik Thomas. Where is my applause? There it is. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, honestly. man. Honestly. Well, Dude, we appreciate you. What you talking about? No, man. Yeah. Welcome, man. Uh, for the people who are being introduced to you, give them a brief overview of who you are, what you do, all that good stuff. Yeah, awesome. Um, so, again, thank you for having me on. Um, my name is Malik Thomas. Um, the elevator speech, I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a young husband. Um, I'm a young father. Um, and... Um, I'm also a business owner. I'm a modern day geniuses, which is a clothing brand um, on the surface. But there's so many things that we want to kind of explore in the next few years and what we've been exploring over the last few months. Um, we've had a lot of great opportunities and we kind of want to continue to push that message um, through the brand as far as um, expiring youth, um, inspiring creativity and things of that nature. Outside of that, like every other man, I work a nine to five. Um, I love what I do because it provides for my family. And uh, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Amen. Let's uh let's 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 unpack modern day geniuses. How did that come about? So, um, like Ronnie knows, by nature I paint, you know. I think everybody's born with some type of God given talent. Right. Um, whether it's singing or playing the guitar, whatever it may be. Um, but God gave me painting, you know, drawing and painting and things of that nature. Um, so my creativity saved me through a lot of situations, um, and helped me deal with a lot of trauma growing up, especially being a um a kid that grew up in a single mother home. Um, and we're going to indulge, we're going to, we're going to kind of uh, dive into that, um, as we go on. Um, but that inspired me to deal with my problems was just the paint. That's what I found freedom in. Um, so as that grew, um, um, and I got into college, modern day genius, it's just, I mean, it, it, it literally just came out of, out of thin air. Um, cause I felt like I, I, I was broke and I started painting on t-shirts, like hmm. painting, painting pictures on t-shirts. And to me, I felt like a genius. I felt like a genius because it was giving me money. You know, I didn't have a job at the time. Um, so it worked out and then modern day genius kind of arrived. And, it, and what I want to do is just kind of continue to inspire that kid who, you know, doesn't have an outlet, you know, maybe coming from the same type of background as me um, and, and, and let them express themselves in different ways. So, 
no. And one of the things we talked about offline before we started Mm -hmm. that you alluded to, um, you mentioned that in our communities, kind of the go-to has been sports for kids as an outlet. But you wanted to take a different approach. Um, Why why the different approach in that regard? So, um, and so when it goes into that, because I played sports too. Right. Um, I got a best friend, as was mentioned earlier, um, Christian Brooks. Um, he's the uh, owner of Modern Day TV. Um, very, very successful sports brand. A lot of kids uh, navigate to sports, uh, or not navigate, but just um, they they they're pulled into sports because yeah, it's violent, um, and but it's competitive. And you know, a lot of other kids also play those sports too. Um, so it's it's just easily it's easily accessible to a lot of kids in a lot of um, underserved neighborhoods. So I say that to say this. Although a lot of kids like to play sports, um, art is the route that I went. Even though I played sports, I, I was all right, I guess. I went to college for a year or two. But art is what saved me. Art is what helped me express myself. Art is what helped me deal with my emotions. And there's poets in those schools. There's there's kids that, you know, want to do drama that might be interested in ballet. They may not have those opportunities or may not have that um, that gateway to express themselves in that way. Um, but I, I want modern day genius to kind of give that to these kids or kind of expose that uh, to uh, expose those things to them. Gotcha. So. Awesome. Uh, giving them something different, an alternative. Yeah. yeah. Now you 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 mentioned that you're a father. Yes. Kind of talk, share with us about how that's been going. Oh man. So fatherhood. Um, so I'm glad that I waited the time frame that I did. Now I'm not judging anybody. That's you know I was a young father, um, but I'm glad that I waited until I was a little bit older. I'm 28 now. Uh, I'm 29 now, but I was 28 when uh, my wife conceived my son. Um, and so being a father right now, I think right now has been the greatest opportunity um, to raise something or give someone um, more opportunity than I had, a father that I wish I would have had. But I also don't want to, um, I also don't want to bleed my trauma onto my son. So it's also a lot of personal healing that I, I absolutely have to do, um, kind of behind the scenes. You know, initially, initially, you know, leading up to my wife being pregnant, I, I tell my brothers this all the time. You know, I was really depressed. I was an alcoholic, blah, 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 blah. And the minute my wife told me she was pregnant, I was like, I got to get this shit in. I got to get kick this in the gear. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I did not have a dad. You know, um, um, for, from what I know, as far as my relationship, it, it wasn't there. He lived in a completely different state. Um, and so a lot of things that I just didn't have that other kids had, um, I want my son to be able to experience. But again, um, a lot of the dysfunctions that I have uh, as far as in communications, because I came from a single mother household, I got to deal with those. Right. Right. You said something, Malik, that that um, got me to thinking, and I, I've shared it on this podcast before, and I'm very open about it. But in terms of like not wanting to put certain things mm-hmm. on your kids, mm-hmm. I'm guilty of that, man, especially yeah. my firstborn. Um <clears throat> He got he got a lot that he wasn't that really had nothing to do with him, mm-hmm. and um, I, I, I'm a big proponent of therapy, of course. But it wasn't until I you know sat down and talked to somebody that was kind of like my wake up call, and I realized all that I was putting on him that was not fair to him. Right. So it's let, let, let me ask let me ask you this: Did you ever have that mentality like I'm not going to be this type of dad? Um, and I'm so I'm sorry from cutting you off. So, no. so I will say, um, I think a lot of the things that was driving me was 
I don't want to be my dad, mm. right? So a lot of a lot of my anger and a lot of the thing. My dad passed in 2017, and prior to him passing, I think I was like 16 when I saw him. Prior to him dying, you know, at 25, I was 25. So, anyways, I said that to say this: when he passed, um, I just remember just like I don't I don't even really know this guy, you know, and I, I don't. I, so, and, and I hate to say it like that, but that's just really how it was. Um, and so I don't want that relationship with my son. And I also wanted, I, a lot of what drove me was I want to be everything but what he was. Unfortunately, what I'm finding is through through me trying so hard to not be my father, there's so many traits that unfortunately I, I've been exposed to just because he was my father. And so healing from those adverse events, and we're going we're gonna to dive into an actual study that was done about uh, adver- adverse events that, Black African American kids that they experience in single mother homes, we're gonna kind of dive into that and how the, how they grow and have behavior issues, dysfunctions when they communicate and build their own families as well. Yeah. As a bridge to that, what was the biggest challenge you experienced growing up in a single parent home? Um, that, you, that as you look back and reflect on your upbringing, what were some of the biggest challenges that you dealt with in that environment? Um, I think it's just having a, another source of maybe just stability, whether it be um, spiritually or emotionally. It's for sure uh, financially. Yeah. Um, I think when when you don't have just another source present um, that provides those those things, then of course that puts all the weight on the other parent. And when they fall short, especially if there's more than one kid, then that means somebody is missing something. Something, something somewhere is not being taken care of. And so the best thing that the mother can do is, you know, do whatever she can. Unfortunately, again, that leads to adverse events. That leads to traumatic issues because someone isn't there. It could be, you know, so like it could be a functional household, even if it's somewhat, if it's like your mom and uh, you got a grandma that's really supportive. That's somewhat functional. That's a little bit better, right, than a single mother who's just raising three kids on her own, right? That's way. So now you have a lack of something from that other parent. So now she's having issues. Now she's depressed. Now she doesn't have anyone to talk to. And I know I'm talking about my own personal mom. I'm talking about a single mother, even though they may have friends that call and check on them and things of that nature. But most of she's in it by herself. Who does she talk to? Who does she get emotional support to from? Who, who who gives her romance? And I say that because, and I know this is a Father's Day episode, so I don't want to go too deep into mothers, but over close to 40% of African-American households are, rent, are, are single are single parent homes. 40? 40%. 40%, that means four out of every 10, four out of every 10 black kids missing a parent. Four out of 10. Jeez. 60% of that 40% it's a mom, black mom. So the probability that the the or the daughter or son that somebody's raising is gonna go out on a date with somebody who doesn't come from a two parent household. Wow. So then that causes dysfunctions. Is that not? I I mean, I, the, the numbers are just so it, striking it, to me. It, That's why I'm. No, no, it definitely no, no. presents a challenge for no, sure. For sure. So 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 I so I don't want to I want I don't want to go left too too quickly. But I want to say there's 11 million, this is a 2021 U.S. census. There's 11 million single-parent households. 80% are from mothers. 23% are poor. 40%, of course, are black. 40% of those numbers are, are of black households. 
and 60% again is of a black mother. So that's from that's that's a, that's a real that's a real fact. So we said that to say this, even though more women, black women are the heads of the household, right? What's the most overbearing statistic for black women in single parent households? They're poor. But then what's another overbearing statistic for black women? But they're most represented in the working class. The, the, as far as women go. Right, right, right. Women go. Mm-hmm. They got jobs. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're lazy, right, on, on, on government support, right? But anyways, they got they got jobs. Right. But they ain't getting no money. So she's not home giving, giving, she can't really give too much time to her kids, right? She's always at work. She's barely making any money, barely making ends meet. So she's going through all this turmoil by herself. She's probably bitter towards the dad that left her. Sure. Adverse events. How do you think those kids being, shut up, shut your head down. Uh, right, uh, right. Let me ask you this. Did, what was, when you look at your experience, was some of the frustration your mother had to you? How, how did your mother, how did your mother communicate to you about your father? I had a wonderful mom. I'm going to give her credit because um, one thing she never did was she talked bad, was talked bad about my dad. Okay. She let us make, make our own yeah. opinion from our own perspective. Yeah. My brother and sister may have a very, very different perspective of what I have with my dad. I'm a lot younger, so they may have a way, I mean, they might have a way different perspective. But as far as mine, one that I have, maybe I have some healing to do that and maybe fix that perspective. I'll just leave it at that. But at any rate, um, my mom did a good job of just letting us not, letting us see that it was, a, that it was hard. And I say that by saying a lot of times black moms don't express themselves or not just black moms, but you know, a lot of people don't want to just express themselves in general, but a lot of black mothers want to be strong, right? But there was times my mother allowed us to see her being vulnerable. And I think that at a young age, that gave me a different appreciation of what she was going through, which probably helped with how I, how, how I went about and behaved outside of the home. So I had a great mother. She went off, she got degrees, she went off, uh, she was in the military, she retired. Um, she did all that as a single parent. So of course that probably motivates my work ethic. So I got lucky, I will say that. But um, but even though um, my mom did all those great things, we still had times where you know we had to decide: well, do we want hot water? Or do we want electricity? Do we you know how are we going to make this meal stretch? You know, hey, you have to you have to borrow these clothes. You know, we're gonna, I only got a hundred dollars. Y'all better make this stretch for for school starting. Things of that nature. You know, we went through. Um, you know, where we lived and, and, and like living conditions, things of that nature. Um, but I didn't, I didn't really have too bad of an experience. I think more than anything, me having bottled up anger towards my father is kind of what led me to have more of appreciation for my mom. Wow. So, okay. So I know we, we, we love our mothers. We do, mm-hmm. <laughs> but let's pull it back. Yeah. yeah this is, this is father's day. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. I, I love, I love the perspective you bought. Um, I want to share something with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our guests, Rashad Harper, mm-hmm. he had an interesting perspective that I had that I've had a lot of conversations with with several people. And his thing was, and I, I hope I don't butcher this too much, Rashad, forgive me. But he was he had a level of compassion mm-hmm. for black men. I do too. Yeah. No, no, no. No, for the men that are in the house. I definitely have a level of compassion. It's no, no. His compassion was the men who were fleeing the home. Now, listen, listen, because I, I had the same, I had the same energy. Listen, I agree. I, listen, okay. listen, because what he challenged me to think about was that man that's fleeing the home. Mm-hmm. That's probably what his dad did. Yeah. 
And that's probably what his grandfather did. And that's probably what his great-grandfather did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't know any different. Yeah. That's not a perspective that I ever embraced before Rashad yeah. got here. No, it's fair to empathize with them. It's definitely fair because, again, that's a – oh yeah, I'm so and, sorry. And, and you good, you good. Not, not to cut you off, but just to add more color to that, mm-hmm. it is, it's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. Rashad made, was very clear mm-hmm. to the point. It's not an excuse, mm-hmm. but oftentimes we never hear the other side of the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. All we know is that he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Immediate judgment. Mm-hmm. But what he was adding context to is you don't know the 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 events that led up to that man mm-hmm. fleeing that home. Mm-hmm. And there's there's for lack of a better way of saying it, demons that he's having to deal mm-hmm. with that in some cases. Did you really want him in the home with all that those issues? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> come on, come on. You know what I mean? Come so, on. So. <laughs> Go ahead, my brother. Now, now. my brother. Now. Okay, so, 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 adverse childhood experiences and behavioral problems among Black poor children by Jennifer Ray, ETAL, twenty twenty one. All right, so let's kind of jump into this real quick. I feel like a I sermon love, about to come. I love on. this, dude. I love this. Let's I, go. I, I, think, I think someone activated him. <laughs> it, it's, it's statistically proven, right? We already talked about all statistics about a single parent, blah 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 blah. But the dads that are in the home. It's statistically proven. This is this is this is this is this was done in this research. It's found that the ideal living situation for a child, a black child, the ideal family dynamic, is a non-resident father who who provides financial and social economic support. That's the ideal. This is this is something that did. This is somebody who had an opinion, and they, no, this is was research. Right through through uh, it was a. Um, Stick with me. Hold on. It was a. Uh, da, 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 da. It wasn't. Um, they did interviews. Mm-hmm. They did interviews, and it was a quality. It was a qualitative research study. Okay, that's what it is. And they did interviews, and through the interviews, they found that most of the adverse events for the people that for the men that were in the home, well, they were causing it. They were abusing. They were alcoholism. Alcoholism. They had no idea how to budget finances. Cheating. However, whatever it looks like. Right. They were causing adverse events. It was better for him to be gone. Hey, baby, you got that twenty dollars I sent you for them diapers, and he show up to a baseball game every once in a while. So why do you think? So so when you look at that, it's overwhelming. I mean, yeah. is that what do you think? Do you how do you feel about that? Do you do, I mean when you think about that though? Think about how many lost men there are in households trying to raise kids. That's why I try to when we talk. Yes. I try to become conscious of right. everything I do. Right. I have to be because I can't be the cause of the adverse events. Right. Because my dad caused the adverse events. He left. And right. and when I hear that, my immediate my immediate thought is these men become rolling stones. So this these issues are replicating. No, he's breaking other homes too. He's breaking other he's homes. Doing another girl it's like, like that, a domino effect. Like that's yeah. a domino effect. Right? He's going to keep doing it and you know he's not going to be held accountable. But it's so it's like I said it's because it's proven that this is a better living situation. Right, for the guys that stay, for the dads that are around, they're not really appreciated. Mm. Because, uh, activate okay. me, please. So, <laughs> Thank you. Going, and I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not projecting because I love my wife. And we're we're fairly new on this thing, so I'm giving all I'm getting all the love right now. Sure. But I look around, I can spin in a circle, and I can point, I can point out in any room that I'm in, I can, there's many men who are way older than me. Ooh, let me sit down and talk to you about this marriage shit. They don't seem happy. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, let me so let me tell you from what I've seen from my perspective. 
and I could be wrong, just coming from a young man. What I hear is a lot of men, yes, dear, yes, dear, yes, dear, yes, dear, yes, dear, their way through years and years and years of marriage, right? She controlled when you got pussy. She controlled how much money you spent and what you spent and all, who you went out with and where you went out with, and you yes, dear, all that shit. Yeah. 15 years down the line, you got a beer gut. You're out of shape. You're overweight. You don't even know how to talk to a woman if you wanted to yeah. because you ain't you ain't fresh no more. That pussy don't even get wet for you. It don't even get wet for you no more. But you done yes deared everything she asked you. You done became everything she wanted you to be. Now she don't even want to fuck you. Mm-hmm. She gets some pussy every once in a while and she treat it like it's a job. Come on, nigga. I get some pussy. And I might be wrong. I'm sorry if I went left. This, this, but these are the dudes who are telling you. I guess projecting their frustrations for of sure. Marriage but it's a lot of dudes saying this. Yeah, it's a lot of dudes that became beta. And what women want genetically, biologically, is an alpha, a leader. Exactly, exactly. And what are most black women? Alphas. Mm. They're alpha women. Yeah. So good. You, and I may be wrong. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Did you want to say something black? No, it was just I was thinking back when you were talking about like men fleeing the home, and I was wondering like that's why. Well, well, would it could also be the case where like the man and the woman are not compatible, and for them to stand at home, it would be toxic for everyone. So mm-hmm. the best thing is for him to leave, but it, it's not necessarily because he's the wrong person. Just mm-hmm. that if you have to separate the two parents, it's best if he leaves and she stays with the kids. Mm-hmm. Why do you, why, so why do we think there's so many of those type of toxic situations? Because there's a lot of men fleeing the home. So what's happening? What's the what's the disconnect? Well, I mean, it's obvious we we don't know how to lead. Uh, that's not where I went, but go ahead. Well, well I want to hear. Well, what's the what's the example? I what's the example in, in the context that we just what's laid out? What's the example? You saying it's the man's fault every time? Well, think about it. Think about it. I, okay, I, if, so, wait, 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 wait. If I'm if I'm in this adverse situation. And what I've seen is is this, is my dad fleeing, his dad fleeing, his dad fleeing. Where am I going to get leadership alpha type qualities from that? A woman. She had no choice, but now she has no choice. That's my whole point. No, you can't. So, bl- if, so if, a, if a man doesn't have it. You can't blame him. You can't no, blame I'm him. not blaming anybody. Yeah. I'm not blaming anybody. But I'm just saying like, in, if, you, if you take that mm-hmm. context, mm-hmm. these men are not getting leadership qualities. It's destined for us to bump heads. Right now, in in the in the in the in the, in the generation that we're in. Well, you talking about men and women? Yeah. Oh, of course. We're totally, totally different to creatures. Try, destined for us to bump heads right now, and that's okay. Do you think a part of it has to do with you just had two people coming together who just like sex and not thinking about the consequences of what came after that? Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> because, because now, now you want to have a podcast. <laughs> because at the same time. You may be sexually compatible, but y'all not compatible to do life together. Right. And so there's so many instances where if that man doesn't choose the woman, mm-hmm. it's hell for him. Yeah. It's going to be hell for him. Right. And unlike your mother, mm-hmm. there are a select few group of women mm-hmm. prepare for that. who will weaponize mm-hmm. the failure of that relationship against that man mm-hmm. and feed that to her children. Yeah. That man can't even go in that Ooh. house right. if right. he wanted to. True. There are men who want to see their children and yeah. can't. can't. Can't, can't. Now, 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 you're right with that. But where's the leadership with that? Well, that, that's. I think that's now, my whole point. So, so, ah, fuck. The, the woman, <laughs> the woman has to assume that leadership. But is she a leader? 
It, so that's a so I mean, so so. It, I would, what you got? Can, which, can, oh, okay. So so Na- naturally, naturally, genetically, she's not. But when thrust in that situation, like a lot of black women are, mm-hmm. they don't have a choice. No, that's different though, because she. Not, that was a different. But the, example, this the scenario. Exam- this example is a little different. The scenario he's providing is: what if this is a good guy? What is this a guy that does everything right? Love well, the y'all, woman. Y'all are y'all are dealing with the outliers now. There are a lot outliers, but there you, are a lot of men. There are a lot of men where the relationship just doesn't work out for whatever it may it may be, and the woman weaponizes. That happens yeah, a lot child. more than you would realize. Oh, okay. A lot. Okay. And oh, I'm not I'm not denying that. But we know somebody. And I'm not gonna say who. <laughs> yeah, we who do. has a woman currently weaponizing yep. his child. Right. And he gotta go through hell and high water just to just to spend time with him. Right. We know that he's not a bad guy. He's not, not at all. He's a good man. <laughs> right. It, the relationship just didn't work out. And there's a lot of situations like that. And I tell you, a lot of a, a lot of things is so a lot of uh, from my perspective. A lot of times we won't hear about what a what a man's going through, or 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 his perspective. No one on cares. Things. No one cares. That's one, two. A lot of times it's embarrassing. <laughs> right. Yo, yeah. girl, cheat on you, and leave you for the plumber. That's how ten she leave you. Hey, plumbers can make some good money. Now. <laughs> no, it ain't, about, it, ain't, it ain't even about the money. It ain't even about the yeah, money. Right. Fucking about them. Right. Yeah. Damn, that hurt. That's sick. You gonna go tell your homeboys? That's why y'all broke up. Mm. You gonna go tell your boy? Nine times out of ten, we're not. No, we're not. Nine times out of ten. That. So, right. And this the crazy thing: she gonna be celebrated for leaving your ass. You don't think so? You don't ah. think so? They can do bad all by themselves. Oh, I'm it's, so glad that you're finally happy and living in your happiness. Are, are we talking on context of the dude? And, the dude that a, got cheated you on. You could have been a good dude. No. It, it, what he's referring to is the woman's echo chamber that she oh, runs to. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The okay. woman's echo chamber that she runs to. It's a it's a loose loose situation. There's it no is. accountability there. It'll never be. It'll never be any Here accountability. Go. Here we go. But isn't it the same on the other I'm side? I'm not gonna say that because I don't want. I don't want. Isn't it the wanna, same on the other side? I don't. I don't want any. Uh, I don't. I don't want anybody to come at me. Well, no, no, no. But but yeah. isn't isn't it the same on our side? Don't we yeah. celebrate that too as men? Uh, celebrate what? what? Oh, you got a side piece? No. No. Yes, oh, okay. Yes, no, okay. No, yes, here yes, we yes, go. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it P. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it P. Who's so, we? We so, just we so, just gonna we just gonna live so, in the outliers. So I think, I think no, 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 no. So you just speaking, talking about society. speaking. Yeah. I think yeah. We a, glorify that. What cheating? Yes. Whether we want to admit it or not. We I we individually we, may not, yeah. but you think of black men across the landscape that is celebrated, man. So listen. it's it's just like the black woman in your in your situation. Listen, listen. Don't make it right though. I'm not saying it is. Okay, I'm just know. saying let's let's call a spade a spade here. Yeah. Is that common? If the, no, well, if the woman's gonna be celebrated no, for getting point, with the plumber, no. The point is, the point is, if she leave you for the plumber, that's gonna be celebrated. If you leave her, if you leave her for the secretary, motherfucker gonna throw tomatoes at you. <laughs> You ain't shit. You trifling. Dudes are. Yeah, dudes do get labeled trifling. Society that. is dudes do, for that female. Other dudes could kill it. That's what I would see. That's where I am. That's where I am. If she left you, if she left you, if, if I find out, if I'm personally have personal with you, my boy. But if some guy finds out his wife left him for the plumber, I'm not gonna care. I'm not gonna care. I got nothing to do with me. But if a, I mean, I feel like other women would care if her. If a okay, guy, okay. Okay. Let's let's let. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Go ahead. If the man left the woman, those women would run to her aid. There you go. He trifling. Yeah. He this. Right. He bad. If the man, okay. If okay. The man, I'm with you there. If, I'm with you. To his point, yeah. she leaves him. We like, okay. bruh. <laughs> 
that, that yeah. you know of a situation. I just talked yeah. about a person this weekend. Too shy. Too shy. Damn, he man. did everything no right. Damn, they might be fucking about him. So we're gonna say somebody out of the background gonna say that. <laughs> so before they'd be like, damn, I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he really plumbed her. He really plumbed. Really? He fixed her pipes. Really believe. <laughs> You just turning all the way up. I'm sorry. Let, let, let me. I'm sorry. I'm, no, you're not. I'm no, you no, are no, no, good, no, no, no. bro. I don't know. When he started grabbing that mic. <laughs> yeah. It's all activated. He's activated. Like, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you guys this. Let me ask, well, let me ask both of you guys this. Because you know I got articles for that. <laughs> you? I know, right? Let me ask you this. Because both of you guys are fathers. Do you have a purpose for yourself as a father? Mm. Is there is there and let me let me let me set it up. Let me set it up. Because I told you, I told you, Malik, I told you this, he's right. This <laughs> this article that I read spoke spoke to me. And one of the biggest things about um and, and it's is by the greater good. Um you can go to them online. They do research and, and articles. This is articles from Jeremy Adam Smith. And he, he talked about your purpose has a way of dictating your decision-making, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And from what I took from it is when you talk about purpose, it's closely connected to identity. You remember mm-hmm. on our last episode, I talked about knowing who you are, mm-hmm. your identity, Right. If I can identify something as a chair, immediately I understand the purpose of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so you identify as a father. What is your purpose? If my purpose is to lose weight, if I'm going to lose weight this month, mm-hmm. five pounds, mm-hmm. no excuses. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm supposed to be down five pounds by the end of this month. Okay. That dictates the decisions I make in terms of diet. Even mm-hmm. if I don't feel... I, I want some Chick-fil-A. I want something good, mm-hmm. but my purpose mm-hmm. is to be healthier and lose weight. Mm-hmm. So that dictates what I'm consuming. It Correct. dictates that I'm not going to sit on the couch. I'm actually mm-hmm. get up in the morning and work out mm-hmm. or work out in the evening. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. As a father, mm-hmm. what is your purpose mm-hmm. that prevents you from going through the motions of life? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll start with. He's an OG. <laughs> oh, now you want to now you want to fall back. Yeah, I'm gonna my, back on this one. My purpose, my purpose really is simple. And um I'm just I'm just gonna say it. My purpose as a father is to create and foster an environment to where both of my boys feel comfortable and confident sharing anything with me. There's a lot that stems with that. But man, when I am in deep prayer about being that quality of a father, that is the one thing that's always going to boil up. Mm. And I know everything associated with that, at least in my mind, has fruit of being a really good and intentional father. Now, well, well, you just asked the purpose. I won't. I, 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 I was about to go somewhere else. I'll, I'll pause there. Let me ask you, why that purpose? Um, what what what's what's the outcome you're you're aiming for by that purpose? I I just I just I I just I just have that vision, and that's the vision I've had ever since my wife told me she was pregnant. And it's powerful. Like I just I just see if if you know if I'm blessed enough to blessed to live long enough, I just see like a quality relationship with each of my sons that 
that really there's nothing off limits. I'm going to bring this to dad, whatever it is. I know he's going to be a safe space for it. He's going to listen. He's going to hear me out. And we're going to have a productive conversation about it. He's not going to yell. He's not going to, you know, shun me. He's not going to cast me away. He's not going to judge me. This is my dad. Do you know what that looks like? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I that's, you, that's, like, that's like, where I was like, going to, that's where I was like, going to pause. Cause like, I was about to get to that. But oh, okay, okay. if it's, if it's okay to answer that, I mean, I think your name's on the podcast. So you can go okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, what it looks like is something I'm struggling with. I just want to have you seen it before to know, like, 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 Oh your yeah. Goal, like, Oh, Oh yeah. 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 Like, like one of my, one of my good friends, one of my really good friends has this relationship with his dad. And man, it was it was before the pandemic, but I begged him to go to lunch, my friend. And I told him, like, dude, I love what you and your dad have. I just need to know what that looked like for you growing up. And he picked that apart for me, man. And I and I took that in. I wrote over that. I prayed over that. And like, and, and do I fail? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. But you have but a guide. I have the guide. And I and I make sure it's in front of me so I can be mindful of it when I do fall short. But that relationship that he has with his dad, that is exactly what I'm targeting for me and my sons. And that that fuels my purpose. What about you? So, okay, so just to unpack a lot of what Ronnie was saying, you know, I think this is why I think why I Get on the mic, Malik. I think this is why I love sorry. I think yeah, the mic why, the mic won't bite. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is why I like communication so much. Because we get we we when you think about the idea of just what do you think is successful on achieving like your purpose, right? achieving something that means that we've created what we think we should look like and if we achieve what this envision of a future self looks like once we achieve that self then that's considered our success correct right Right. so without a proper so even if you did have a blueprint blueprint all you're doing is just molding yourself to be something else somebody else rather than you know kind of working your way through it and just being like organic as being a father I know that sounds crazy, but I'm someone who doesn't have a blueprint at all. Mm. Have no idea. So some days I wake up and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm gonna, no, I got to, I'm gonna wake up and lead a household again today, right? And and so and also while being, of course, again conscious of my mis, the things that I'm doing wrong, my bad habits. When I when I moments when I feel myself wanting to raise my voice, wanting to lose my temper, wanting to lose control of my emotions. I have no idea what it looks like to control your emotions. I have no idea what it looks like to, uh, is it okay to yell? Is it, is it okay to, to spank? Is it okay to, to leave and take a ride? Is that okay? I don't know. So I think for me, what my idea of being the best version of a father is, is even though I'm learning, is take time, is to actively be conscious of everything I'm doing. And be organic about it, but also understand, like, okay, I know I did not do this right this time, but how can I do this differently next time? Now, I know the main thing is that you don't beat your kids, you don't, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. But outside of that, okay, in those moments when it's a, it's something where my son's going to, this is going to be a growing moment for my son. I don't know how, that look, how, how, how I'm going to help him through that. But I also don't know if it's a good idea to call somebody else. I don't know. I don't know if that's wrong, but... But I would prefer to I would prefer to kind of work my way through it, okay, and raise my son, you know, the best way I can. I, I don't I don't know if there's a right or wrong way. So I like, think there is. you think so? I don't think there is because essentially you picked a way that that you thought somebody had a great relationship with their dad. 
So you pick that version of how he was raised, and then you're kind of molding how you're raising your son. So what if and I meet some other guy, and this guy had a has a great perspective of how he's raising his son? So then I pick that way of how I should raise my son. Which way is right? Whatever works for you. I guess it was whatever works for me. So if whatever works for me, then why can't I just kind of work it out? And I, and I guess the way that I frame the question was not what is the purpose okay. of, of, of a father, but what's your my purpose. purpose. Okay, and I'm probably just answering the question just wrong as hell anyways, and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> You're trying to save me, but they're like, what the hell? You know, what the hell is this guy You haven't answered about? one question right yet. No, uh, no, and you know what? I, I, I'm probably haven't. I'm man. joking. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> but um, what is my purpose as a father? To, you know, to raise an intellect, you know, someone who's better. Who I want to raise somebody who would be a man that I would aspire to be. Mm. Okay. You know, um, I think that that's pretty much what I want to raise. You know, a son that I know for sure is going to be two times a better man than I am. Let's go. That's that's a that's a good answer. Yeah. Um, that was your first answer you gotten right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. Y'all gonna cut probably so many of these because like this nigga. Is just, <laughs> 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 this shit. <laughs> no, no. The reason why I say that's good is because that's you know in this the article talked about the the purpose that many fathers had ingrained in their minds. Mm-hmm. Our fathers, our grandfathers, was protect provide and while that's good oftentimes those those men they were so focused on protect and provide they were distant in relationship is that what you're going yeah they were not they were not there Uh, in the home they're physically there but they're not there Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. i I think rashad pointed back to fences Mm -hmm. right with Mm -hmm. denzel and oftentimes those those that that archetype of a father Mm -hmm. tended to be real rigid Mm -hmm. uh even cold at times Mm -hmm. distant at times Mm -hmm. Because all that stuff that you're talking about, mm-hmm. that's what your mom is for. Mm-hmm. Your dad got to go to work. You're going to learn structure. You're going to learn discipline. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn, you know, he was the enforcer. Mm-hmm. He was the wait till your dad come home. He was that dude. He was mm-hmm. some, almost someone that you feared, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. But as I read this article and as time has evolved, mm-hmm. nurturing is something that has been added to the list mm-hmm. of fathers today. For sure. Because they understood from talking about you, like picking back off of something you said earlier, mm-hmm. I want to give my child something that I didn't have. Right. I didn't have that nurturing aspect where I can come to my dad and we can talk about mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't have that. So I want to give that to my children. Mm-hmm. And I think to your point, as we continue to evolve as men, getting into fatherhood the goal is for your children to be i think the true mark of success is for your children to actually be better than you right 100%. when they reach your age what do you guys think about that oh, yeah. i agree i think my mom succeeded you know again uh, at raising a kid you know I, t- I tell her that all the time she did a great job you know um i was able to you know buy a home at a young age you know, we grew up in apartments mm-hmm. literally like literally I, I, when i moved out of my mom's house it was an apartment Mm. Um, my mom actually just moved out of that apartment that we we lived in. I'm 28, nine years old. I've been in that. We was in that apartment when I was like a teenager. I was like 15 years in an apartment. Mm. She just got a house. I had no idea what even living in a house for real looked like. 
I didn't know about cutting the grass, edging your yard up, turning the weed eater sideways. I had no idea. Now he's OCD about it. Yeah, now I'm, I'm crazy <laughs> about it. But, you know, two years ago when me and my wife bought my bought our home, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Then we had a kid. Now I'm raising a kid. We got married. Fuck. <laughs> and I wasn't saying, I'm, now I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that I'm not happy about where I'm at. Because I'm, I'm, like, I'm happy because God blessed me in a way that I dreamed about. Right. Right? But I understand that now I have an overwhelming responsibility. Sure. And again, a lot of times I, I walk, I'm walking into situations like, okay, God, just tell me where to go. Yeah. And I make a decisions based off of what I know. And they might be wrong sometimes. So I hope they're not causing adverse events, you know, long, later, on, long, later on down the line. So, God, man, man, every time I hear you say that, man, it just, God, just, it just, it eats at me. Like, not in a bad way, but I'm right. just like. You, you do such a good job of making me or helping me to see it through your lens. Right. And, and I believe I believe a lot of that mm-hmm. comes with just being a father, regardless if you have, you know, example or not. Just because right. you, you went through this. Yeah. After the baby's born, you get a couple of days in the hospital. Yeah. They chug deuces and you're gone. Yeah. And you're like, man, what? what? Y'all not coming to the crib? you like, <laughs> so there's some of that. But yours is on a totally different. Yours is a much more heightened level, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and I just I, I wouldn't know where to start with that. It would drive me crazy. Man, it's like so. I, so I do, of course. Like you know, me and you have talked. We've had a lot of conversations where sure. I just kind of, and those I guess those are the times of therapy. You know, mm. where I can just kind of get your perspective on things. And one times I called Ronnie out. Me, I was jacked up, angry, right? Jacked up. And Ronnie just kind of he kind of talked to me and just kind of gave me somewhat of, of of a situation that he went through. And by the time I got back home, you know, I was like, you know what? Hey, baby, let's talk about this. You know, let's let's communicate. How do I change this differently? You know, there used to be a time where I used to get so mad. You know, I'd kick a trash can, punch a hole in the wall, especially going up as a kid. Right. I used to do that in the home. I used to get so frustrated with my mom. I'd punch a hole in the wall. I didn't know how else to to to, to express myself when I got that angry. I didn't know what it looked I, 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 I just, you know. And so now, as I get, now that I'm older, and I find myself in a situation with my wife. This ain't my mama. This is my wife, right? Mm-hmm. I can't get mad and punch no damn hole in the wall. Oof. Not, yeah. Nah. Right. Not if I'm trying to raise a household. No, you cannot. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so then how do I, so then it, so then it turns into, okay, how do you work through this situation? How do you, how do you, okay, I'm just going to go for a quick ride. I'll be right back. And that's my thing right now. That, Until I figure out a better way, hey, I'm going to go spin the block. Uh, I don't think there's back. anything wrong and with I, that. When I called you, what I was doing, I was, dri- block. I was driving. Yeah, that's yeah. the best way I know how to problem solve right now when I'm that upset. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have any other example, and that may be just the only way that works. And I hope that doesn't cause my son to have dysfunctions when he communicates, to get in an argument. Well, he feels like he has to leave. Well, but, well, Malik, think, Malik, the key, the key is you're coming back. Yeah, I'm not going nowhere. Now. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Go ahead. And and also too, the hope is that you don't stay there. Right, 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 right. So you get to a place to where you're able to process. Mm-hmm. You may not have to get in the car, but you may go in the other room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. You mm-hmm. may go outside. You may do some. You may you mm-hmm. may edge the yard. Let me go edge the yard mm-hmm. real quick. Yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Let yeah. me yeah. go. Yeah. Or yeah. let me go, you know, you have workout stuff in mm-hmm. your, in your, you make big, build like a little gym mm-hmm. and you work out right. and decompress all that. And right. then you're thinking as you come down, right. you know what I mean? You, right. you, you, you right. come up with, the goal is to come up with constructive ways right. to be able to remain in that home, but you're not in that same area with her. Sometimes it, depending on how intense it gets, you mm-hmm. may have to leave, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. Go if, ahead. if I could share, mm-hmm. I, I have a tendency <laughs> 
have a tendency to overreact. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I told you I'm being better today. I'm serious. I was uh, there were three flying daggers that I thought were coming from my head. But anyway, I have a tendency to overreact, right. especially my wife, right. especially if it's something right. like that we're really at each other's throats about. Right. Um, like you, mm-hmm. I've, I've never been the type to like punch a hole in the wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I would just emotionally combust. Yeah, wasn't healthy. My wife right. didn't respond well to that. Right. But really, like, would you just start <laughs> crying, or you just be like? Sometimes I would cry, but most times I just yell. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, dang, I can imagine that's scary. Just seeing Dude, you, because you've seen- I've seen you get upset, <laughs> and I was just like, it wasn't a, it wasn't a gray area. Like, it just went from white to black, and it was dark. It's hard. No, no, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. You're, you're not lying. You're a tall figure. You know? <laughs> a tall, prominent figure. Yeah. 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 There you go. Anyway, <laughs> continue, please. Oh, yeah, man. Anyway, but um, but no one of, one of the things that through a lot of patience from my wife, which I have to give her credit for, mm-hmm. um, what grew from that was gi- giving my uh, positioning my wife to understand mm-hmm. where I was where I was emotionally. Right. So what that has built up to now is if there is a disagreement that takes us that far, mm-hmm. hey babe, look. <laughs> my emotions are really running high right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need like 30 minutes. Right, right, I'm going right. to go upstairs and I'm going to just sort things out. Right. Because I don't want I don't want to take us back to right. how we were before. Right. It's always been received well. Right. Every time. Right. And then the outcome of that usually is good. Right. So, so I, I, you made me think of that when you said that. And again, 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 again. I want to say this again, Malik. I want to be clear. Right. <laughs> I still don't think there's anything wrong with getting the car and spinning the block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just want to make not, sure I made not, that yeah. clear. It's not, yeah. it's not, yeah. it's not. And so, oh, go ahead, go ahead. You just, just, as you grow in your communication, uh-huh. there should be less of you. Feeling the, yeah. Get that boiled up. Yeah. There were, there were numerous times where I probably should have spun the block. Right, 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 yeah. right. Now I got baggage from that. So it's like, you know. So I do, so, so I do want to kind of, I guess, kind of re- bring it back to just kind of from the father perspective. Okay. We just we're, we're sitting here talking about how much we feel like we have to change about ourselves. Why is it demanded that we change so much about? Oh, ourselves? Let's go. It, it, give me, give me. Well, go ahead, Gatch. No, 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 no. You seem like you all over this. I, I, I'm gonna need thirty minutes to get my emotions. <laughs> the podcast will be over by then. Um, <laughs> give me some con- Give me some. Give, give me some context as to, to your question, so I can understand. Well, I just think that you know and. I know there's a lot of people that are going to do disagree with me, but I think there's like an 80, you know, there's like an 80%, 20% thing rule, right? I think that a man is perfectly okay with marrying a woman for 80% of what she gives him. Perfectly. He'll be a hundred percent satisfied with 80% of the woman he wants. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I think it's almost, I think a woman would settle for a man that's 80% of what he wants, what she wants, with the idea of the potential of him achieving that additional 20%. And the more that you don't change to achieve that additional 20%, the more you unlock that additional 20%, once she treats you a little bit better, once she loves you a little bit more. This boy podding over here. like, <laughs> when did you decide to podcast? So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out which side gets going to side. Good land. Man, so I'm I, not, and, and, and I, what's I, he clarified? Like I, because so, <laughs> like so, he, I know where you want to go. So, so I think, I think again, women see a man, and they, I think women settle, and men really don't settle. 
I don't think men settle. I think men get with a woman and be like, I really love this woman. Now, I think there's some situations where outliers where men are like, I got a pregnant, I'm gonna get married to her because you know it's the right thing to do. Yeah. But I think most men they marry. I think men see their. I think when men marry a woman, on its face, we don't know. I think when men marry a woman, they really liked her, right? Because there's more women in the world than there are men, meaning that he had multiple options probably. So he must have really liked her. But I think there's a lot of girls that settle. I think there's way more women that settle than there are men. Getcher, Amen. You, Amen. Getcher, you want to speak to this? He was convenient. He had money. He got he got a nice car. I feel financial security. He got potential to lose a little bit of that weight. I guess I'll settle. I've never felt more seen in a pocket. Not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. I'm not. I'm not talking hey, about. Hey, man, running. you just went down a checklist. <laughs> I'm a check. <laughs> Damn, Malik, how much have I shared with you? <laughs> I'm like, is he trying to? He's trying to be anonymous. But, but, wait, wait, but, hold on, hold on. But let me flip it. Let mail. Me, I read it. And so, so let me flip it. Let me. Let me. <laughs> You've got mail. <laughs> So, so let me flip it one other way before you respond. Okay, okay. Now, a man sees a girl, right? She works at Wendy's. She ain't got no job. She ain't got no good job. She ain't got no degree. She ain't got no real education. She ain't got no kids, though. But she fine. He walking there with all that success, and he see her, he like her smile. He like the way she smell. So he say, fuck it, I'm going to get her number. He get this girl number. He starts taking it out because he likes her personality and how she looks. He starts to really like her. Now, five years later, this girl don't work at Wendy's no more. His success is now her success. You think a girl going to come pick your ass up from Wendy's? How many How many women picked a man up from Wendy's? Man, right, you don't now, know who now. you sound like right now, but I, I ain't going to say who you sound like. Do you have? Do you have? Would you like to speak to this? Malik uh, is cooking. Um, would you like to speak, sir? Is he going to take the silence? Blue, I don't know. Is he going to take the blue pill or the red pill? I do. I don't know. I don't know where I am right now. Like, I, how did I get here? <laughs> where are my car keys? He found that gray area. It's so white and black on this one. I think you need 30 minutes for real. <laughs> Malik's not wrong. Okay. So that means he's right. I don't think I'm all the way right. No, 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 no. Let him speak. Okay. The wind with the Wendy's <laughs> example though? The Wendy's example. We as men are far less likely to pick up a successful woman if we work at Wendy's given the same scenario that you gave. Why do you what are you struggling with? Because I've spoken to kids so much of this before. But I've never heard it put this way before. Why, did, why don't y'all say it like this? Hey, you invited him, not us. <laughs> <laughs> but we're thankful. Big facts. <sighs> can we can we go back? Can we start from the top? And I, I promise I'll No, okay. wait, no you, you no, got what? nothing, dog. No, 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 no the top wait, of the question. What, what because been, because, what because is, here's what I it's, here's what, what I heard. What has been your retort? What has been your retort? In the past, let's let's start there. Yeah, let me hear. It. I've been I've been hypercritical of the black male in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. I've 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 leaned to believe and to think mm-hmm. that there's always room for improvement for the black male. Right. I have traditionally not given the black male the benefit of the doubt. Right. True. I want to hear. This I'm owning. I'm owning this. I'm owning this. This is a space for growth. I'm owning this. Man, I hope this goes viral. <laughs> can mm-hmm. I? Can I? <laughs> Continue. You have something? Okay. No. <laughs> but the way my brother Malik <laughs> just put this out, and, and here, here's the—I want to go to the top of the question. When you were when you were asking, I hope I got this right. Why is it that 
that you're thinking of the 80-20, mm-hmm. it's the man traditionally that's always got to be change. the change. Mm-hmm. And it's never the woman. This, this triggered me. Mm-hmm. This triggered me. Because mm-hmm. I, I believe he's right, and I believe that's a big problem. I don't know why that is. But I will say on record that, that I do agree. He got you with that checklist, didn't he? Uh, he did. Uh, he got he you did. the checklist. He nailed me. Uh, <laughs> he nailed me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Malik. Go ahead, Malik. So I will say, so I will say this. I'll just leave it at like. So as much as it's that man, men are supposed to change. It's almost like you're expected to change. Right? Why can't you just be loved for just being the running, just being running? The way that you Well, know. well, okay. Here I come back again. Dang because it, <laughs> because, 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 because Ronnie's maturation had to happen. Okay. Not just not just for my wife, uh-huh. for the kids that we would have, okay. for this podcast, for my place in society. Right. I could it, the the Ronnie that I was when I met my wife had to change. Had to change. Right. 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 And it's, it was imperative. And I can agree with that. For me too. Are you the only one in a relationship that had to change? You're breaking up, Black. That's so funny. Can can I can I speak? Okay, so two things can be true. Mm-hmm. I think it's important that we always evolve and grow and get better. Correct. Always. That's Correct. life. Correct. Right? If Correct. you're not growing, you're dying. Correct. Right? Correct. However, to your point, mm-hmm. it was funny. I had a conversation with someone about this earlier this week is when you think about traditional feminism. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. Traditional feminism gave in. women a choice. Mm-hmm. You stay at home and be a homemaker. Mm-hmm. Or you can go out into the workforce mm-hmm. and compete mm-hmm. for for high paying jobs, well earning jobs, have a career, Correct. climb the corporate ladder, do all those good things, right? Correct. Now, what happened was society pushed women to have this choice, mm-hmm. but there wasn't a programming in terms of how women view relationships and men in those relationships, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because even though women now have opportunities and mm-hmm. they're no longer they're no, they have opportunities that their grandmothers and great-grandmothers did not enjoy. They still have the mentality of their grandmothers and mm-hmm. great-grandmothers, mm-hmm. meaning they still want to date up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now you have the career, you have the salary, mm-hmm. you have the aesthetic, mm-hmm. but you still want to date up like mm-hmm. your great-grandmother mm-hmm. who didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. She had to date up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So now you want the career, and you want the man who's mm-hmm. on your level at mm-hmm. least, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's the problem mm-hmm. is that there was no programming in terms of how you view men mm-hmm. in light of this new world and age you live in. I completely agree. And there's like, one thing, the, uh, the man you're talking about, what the women don't realize, these modern women, that guy still are going to pick up the chick at Wendy's and yeah. be happy. Yeah. Because for him, exactly, we have always traditionally dated Damn. down. So 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 let me so let me unfold this real quick. So then, why is it even though we're living? So th- I think this is where the disconnect. And I'm not asking this question. Yeah, I mine. just I just think that this is where the disconnect comes from. Yeah, we're living in a society with a modern woman that has expectations of a traditional man. You want to have a traditional man, but you want to have a hot. But a, you're not traditional. A hot, a hot wife summer. You want to have a hot wife summer. You even hot wife. Wanna, <laughs> yeah. I say, call it what it is. Call it what it is. Yeah. Hot girl. It's a hot you girl wanna summer. You want to have a hot girl summer. You, uh, my man going to pick me up after I have mimosas with my friends. But you want him to be traditional. Ain't nothing traditional about most of the women that's running these it households. Does, it, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. 
It, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. And again, that's why we have a lot of people bumping heads. And unless, and unless that man is okay with that, i.e. a beta. i.e. a beta. It ain't going to work out. And then 15 down, years down the line, he's going to be miserable. That place ain't going to get wet for him no more. Well, well close, close wait, your wait, mouth. Wait, 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 going wait, back to your wait, point. Wait, 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 wait. It ain't just him who's miserable. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. She, she miserable too. Uh-oh. Because she's settled. Okay. <sighs> it ain't just him who's miserable, Doc. Let's keep it. Let's keep it funky. If she didn't walk all over you and put her name on you mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. she she because mm-hmm. she hasn't been changed. Mm-hmm. She respects and responds to a leader. And you're not leading because I mean, listen. Anyways, so <laughs> I say that to say this. Now I want to make sure I put this disclaimer. I mean, I love my wife. I'm happy. She's a completely different type of woman I've ever dated. However, even with my my wife, she came from a two parent household. She's seen that she's a she's a homebody. She's a home mm-hmm. nurturer. She does all the things that's right. There's still things that she's affected by just because society is so messed up with sure. the relationships of black men and black women. The pressure on us to work. The pressure. It's the last little note. Last little note I got. Being a good mom, low income black single mothers negotiate intensive mothering. Intensive mothering. So now we have we have a lot of African black women who have an intensive mothering mindset going into a marriage because it's so many generations of black mothers had to do intensive mothering either if he was in the house and the the dad just was unfortunately he was at work all the time so he was emotionally distant the mother still had to be an intense had to do intensive mothering Mm -hmm. she had to do it all in the house because daddy was going working another generation intensive mothering daddy ain't going to work his ass just ain't here so now we have another gener- now we have a, n- a, a new generation of men, mostly us guys in their late, mid to late twenties and early forties. A new generation of men who want to be in the house, who want to be active, but we're dealing with a lot of the turmoil that happened two, three generations ago. And there's nothing, and, and all you can do is try to make a lot of dysfunctions functional and make them make sense. How critical you think we don't? You know we don't. This isn't coached often or, right. or encouraged. We right. talk about therapy mm-hmm. a lot, which is necessary. Mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts on going to postmarital counseling? Uh, I think that yeah, uh, like after, and I, and after I don't mean and I don't and I don't necessarily mean in church either. Oh no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you're not you're, so you mean like you know? So we did premarital counseling, and now that we're married, you're saying some let's say five years from now, seven years from now, every year, every year counseling. Every year, I think that's. I think here's here's why I say that. Okay, I got a certification Mm -hmm. recently. Mm -hmm. There's a continuous training to maintain that certification. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. I know you got certified to be a husband. Mm -hmm. She got certified to be a wife. You signed your name and recognized by the state. Right. Where's your continuous education? Mm. I think the only so so okay. I think there's two ways to look at that. Yeah. How do y'all communicate and how do y'all communicate? If I feel like and, and. and so I think even with me saying that, though, I can see where therapy is very important. Because even if you guys and just y'all are vulnerable with the way that you communicate, da 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 da. A lot of times, yeah, third perspective is really, really needed. Listen, I eat healthy. I yeah. exercise, but yeah. I better take my behind to the doctor. Right. And right. get a checkup. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Are we running? Are we even though the boat's floating? Are we floating it right? Mm. Are we floating it in the right yeah. direction? Yeah. So I can respect that 100%. And maybe, the, uh, and, and again, communication and the dysfunction of it in a lot of our homes is a lot of the reasons why I think a lot of marriages, if they do 
last long. Somebody's not happy if not both people aren't happy or they don't happen at all. Because I think there's just a lack of understanding and communication between both parties. And there's generations of no communication being done. So it's, I mean... The, I mean, again, just the trauma and the, the the things that we have to heal through as a, a community. I don't. It's kind of. I mean, what do you do with that mm-hmm. to even focus on being? That, that, and that, that's <laughs> part, that's part of my thought. Like, okay, we we've identified a lot of issues, but like, what's the fix? And and I'm not asking for like the gospel here. Mm-hmm. We're strictly submitting our opinions. Mm-hmm. But like, what is the fix? Um, I don't, I don't know. You got an answer for that? No, I mean, it, it's it's difficult to fix it on a case by case basis, right? Yeah, see, like I we, don't think it is. The best thing you can do, I feel like the best thing you do is just do what works for your family. No, well, I'm, th- well, I'm thinking well, I'm thinking bigger level than y'all right now. I know what you're thinking. What am I thinking? As a, as a I whole, don't know what you're thinking. As a whole, collectively, just understanding, uh, just a, a, a general understanding. But you gotta just think, you gotta just think about it. Like, you know, we're we're following the landscape of marriage as is to Western culture. And, and and a lot of the a lot of marriages weren't even a lot of black marriages weren't even recognized when we first got over here. Sure. So I mean the dynamic of marriage. Go ahead. I, I would I would say this 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 will sound cheesy, <laughs> but I in my personal experience mm-hmm. being married mm-hmm. ten years, mm-hmm. things got better in our marriage mm-hmm. when I got better. Mm-hmm. Happy wife, happy life, huh? No. No. No, 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 no. No. Uh-uh. no. Okay. No. Never that. Okay. Never that. We don't believe in that here. Okay. We don't play that. Okay. What I'm saying is getting better doesn't mean you bend to her will. Right. It means you get better. Because when I'm a better man, I can hold her accountable. Right. I can be a leader. You're an alpha. I can stand on my square. Right. I can, I can, this is the direction we're going right. as a family. Right. Right. right? This is what, you know what I mean? This is what I'm I'm for me, I'm up first in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She'll come in and be like, hey, did you pray? Can we pray about I already prayed about that, babe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I can get an agreement with you if you want to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm lead, I'm out front, mm-hmm. but it's not a I'm I gotta do this mm-hmm. because if the ship goes down, mm-hmm. it's my fault. Right. Right. You know oh, what I mean? So right. I'm getting better on the right. same on the same vein, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That being said, mm-hmm. she got to have that same intensity about her. Oh, you preach it. You preach it. it. Have you ever? The frustrating thing is to see a gifted player on a team surrounded by people who don't care. Mm. Right? right. Yeah. Almost right. like a waste of talent. Right. 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 I'm getting better, but you should be getting better. Right. 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 That's the to me that is going to fit whatever our traumas are, and I can't have this pride to where I I can do it on my own. Right. I need people holding me accountable because right. I got blind spots. Right, I can't address my blind spots. That's why it's called a blind spot. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a a, a mentor, mm-hmm. good friends around me, therapy, mm-hmm. you know, my 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 faith. Mm-hmm. There are things that keep me balanced mm-hmm. and holds me accountable to my value system, mm-hmm. whatever that is I've set for myself. Mm-hmm. But she gotta have that too. Right, right. She gotta have girlfriends or people be like, "Girl, you was out. You didn't handle that right." Right, right. You need to. You you need to apologize. Right. And so I think I like your perspective. I love. I love that. So I think what what's most important out of what you said was you both 
have that understanding agreement. You gotta have that. But you gotta also understand that you know you, we've talked about the statistics of how rare it is to run into somebody that's like that's gonna be like that with you. Yeah. It's rare to even find somebody that's a, can, a reasonable candidate to marry. Yeah. So and then along with somebody Black, that you, you just, got any thoughts on that? No, I'm just in total agreement. Yeah. Yeah. So so <laughs> how convenient. Yeah. <laughs> so so when you so. Of course, I think through living through your ethos, expressing yourselves with your with your significant other, becoming vulnerable with them, that's the only way it's going to work. Yeah. I However, for sure. we're living in a society where a lot of people don't think on the level that, unfortunately, um, that you think, that I think, that Ronnie thinks, for all men that are willing, that we want to be better. Right. Unless you're with a man that wants to be better, there's going to be problems. There's going to be problems regardless for, I'm talk, for women. Unless they're with a man that actually wants to be better, there's going to be an issue. Yeah. There's going to be a lot. Of, and unless you're a man that wants to be better, you have to be an alpha. That's the point I'm making. Outside of the fraternity, you have to be an alpha. You cannot, you cannot, <laughs> nice. you cannot be. You did that. We've talked about beta, right? We've talked about that. Now, there's a difference between changing and becoming a better man so you can better love your woman and bending to will. But that's a fine line. In my in my opinion, that is a fine line. Where how you make those decisions to continue to be the man that you need to be, mm-hmm. I, I think that depends on the man. Go ahead, Black. Just have a question. Do you have any advice on how to deal with an alpha female? Communicate. My wife's an alpha female. Bachelor's in biomedical engineering. Bachelor's in mechanical engineering. Way smarter than me. We're in circles in, around me in some situations. However. 100% true to myself, 100% true to the decision I make, whether it's right or wrong. I stand in it, and she's going to fuss at me sometimes. She's going to get up on me sometimes about it. But if you're an alpha man, you're just going to listen to it. You're going to respect it. You're going to address it if it's wrong and say, hey, baby, I earned, I own that decision. I apologize. Where do we go from here? She's going to appreciate you a lot more. That's a fact. Instead of being like, who the hell are you talking to? Because now you're trying to reassert your physically being alpha. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Let's talk about this. Where did I go wrong? I, I accept that I went wrong, but I made that decision. Accountability. Mm-hmm. Accountability. Yeah. Accountability. Accountability. It's gonna kill it off. Uh, it's not kill it. It's, it's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna help mediate how you guys communicate. But she, I, she can trust you because she, she knows you. you're gonna do the right thing. So, so two spe- alphas can, can get along. We can definitely get along as long as. But I have to. I, you I, <laughs> have to completely understand that that's an alpha. Have to completely respect that. I also have to completely respect that. That's an alpha, and a lot of black women are alphas. Yeah. They have to be. They're forced by society to be. They got to fight for themselves in the workplace because they're underpaid, but they're the most educated. They got to fight for themselves everywhere they go. Whatever, whatever, whatever. So, so when you're dealing with an alpha, you just got to understand. Yes, I'm an alpha as well. And instead of trying to, you have to use your mind. You have to be committed to who you are as a man, hundred percent, and where you're going, if you want to deal with an alpha. In, in my in, perspective. In in closing, in closing, what what would you what would be your word of wisdom to um, an aspiring father? What so, what 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 would be the one piece of advice you would give him about fatherhood? What kind of man are you? Do you want your son to be anything like that? Mm. Do you want him to be better or our daughter? Do you want your daughter to marry a man like you? Do you want your son to be anything near a man like you? And if I feel like if, if that is something where you can look at yourself and say, my son, I want my son to be like me. 
That means that you're conscious about how you're behaving, what you're doing, what you're presenting. You're prepared in situations that you may not even thought you would be prepared to be in. I think the biggest thing is, am I, am I, am I a role model? Am I somebody who my child would want to be? And if not, then you need to fix some things. So I'm proud to be me. Ronnie, you proud to be you? Yeah, yeah. And my answer, my answer is a der- derivative of that. And it's something we talked about our last recording. Know yourself. Mm-hmm. Love yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, no one else will. That goes for your wife. That goes for your kids. That goes for people in your circle. Mm-hmm. Malik, appreciate you coming by, man. man. We enjoyed y'all. this conversation, man. man. This was... <laughs> <laughs> Just it's like amazing. you said. <laughs> Before we get out of here, let people know how they can how they can get in touch with you, sir. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. My personal Instagram is pause play parlay um, underscore, and then my um, personal business is modern day geniuses. That's on Instagram. So, thank you, sir. Wait, that's that's not right. Wait. How does he know all of this? Because oh, I stalk, I stalk people. So I stalk course, people on Instagram. So I'll admit it. So, okay, 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 okay. I stalk right, my so, brothers so on Instagram. My, my my big Instagram account, my real, real personal Instagram part is Parley Parker. <laughs> I want to give them my professional. Oh my bad, but it's okay. Parley you didn't Parker, give me that one. I'm not even following that one. Parley Parker on Instagram. P A R L E Y Parker underscore um, is my is my Instagram. Bro, you so gave me the burner. Me. I guess. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but also, Modern Day Geniuses is my my clothing brand. And moderndaygeniuses.com is where you can get some of my merchandise. Definitely, guys. Go go and support this brother. He's doing good things, trying to, trying to impact the youth in a positive way and give them some things that perhaps they don't have elsewhere. So definitely support him. Guys, you also know where, what to do. You know how to follow us. The Tipping Point, T-H-A, Tipping Point, one word. That's Instagram as well as Twitter. Also, go out to YouTube. We busy out here in these YouTube streets, right, Gat? Definitely go subscribe. Show us some love. We appreciate it. Hit it. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. Go in peace. Be productive. Be safe out there in those streets. And as always, I'm Caesar Walker. This guy across the table from me is Ronnie Gatry. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Yeah.